In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word, the simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Well, Father, we thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Thank you for forgiving all our sins through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for calling us even into this great family, the family of God. Thank you for calling us into fellowship too. Thank you also for giving us the privilege to serve. We are here this evening to say thank you to you. Receive all the glory. Speak to our hearts again today. Cause our heart to burn within us. Change every heart here. Let Christ be formed in us. In those areas we are still lacking, let Christ be formed. We thank you because you have answered. For in Jesus' most precious name we are prayed. There's no other thing we are here to learn of except Christ, that we may know him, him crucified, and the power that raised him from the dead. Now as we start the study, we'll first look at Proverbs 23, verses 7. Praise God. We look at that Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the major scripture we want to pick in our study. Now, we need to look at this scripture very closely. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what does that mean? We look at this scripture, then we look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 as we begin to learn the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. As we focus on him, we want to be like him, we want to get the kind of result he got, we want to conquer the world the way he conquered the world, we want to be victorious in our work with the Lord. God first show us that as a man thinketh in his heart, so the man will be. There's nothing to add to it, nothing to subtract out of it. For me, the totality of me is what I am thinking in my heart. For you, the totality of you can only be your thought pattern, the way you think. Now, you might have been coming across this scripture many years, but you have not actually given it a deep thought. And that helps us to change our thought pattern and the result we are getting both in our work with God, in everything we do, whether you are in ministry, you are in business, you are in your home, or you are in your academics, or whatever you found yourself into. This is the major scripture. As a man thinketh in his heart, so would a man be. The man cannot be more than what he thinks in his heart. No one can ever achieve more than his thought pattern. No one can behave more than the way he's thinking. 
the result I get in life is as a result of the way I do what I think. The result you get is as a result of the way you think. So now we look at that Philippians also, then we continue our study. As we look at Jesus as the pattern son, in order for we to get the result that God has already ordained for us before the foundation of the earth, we must not forget that Jesus is the Father and Son whom the Father introduced to us and said, this one is the one you must listen. You must listen to him. Are we saying amen? Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 to 11. Now, we look at this. He said, let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let his mind that were found in Christ Jesus be also in you. It's a charge given to us that we should not seek for any other mind to be formed in us. We should not strive that any other kind of mind can be formed in us. Our strive should be that this mind that we are found in Christ should be what we should strive. The same mind will be in us. because It is for our lifting. It is for our glory. It is for the result that we desire even with God in our work with him. That whenever we start looking for another kind of mind, we'll discover there'll be struggle in our work with God. There'll be struggle in our work with God. When our labor is no more that the mind of Christ be formed in me, this mind that I found in Christ, when I'm no more laboring, that that same mind be formed in me, then I am getting the whole thing wrong. Verses 6. And Basit said to us, he began to define the mind. Who being in the form of God, though it not robbery to be equal with God. It's not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus came here, he knew quite well whom he was when he was here on earth. He knew he's the son of the living God. And look at the kind of family he came from. Now, if you are the son of God, for example, and they say they want you to come to the earth, which family will you want to come from? You know you are the son of God. At least you know everybody that is here on earth. Is it not true? Is there any confusion about that? So which family will you choose to come from? The richest family. Hallelujah. But look at the mindset of Christ. He decided to choose to come from the family of a carpenter. From the family of a carpenter. Ordinary woman. A young lady growing that nobody knew. He said, this is the one that will answer my mother. That carpenter is the one that they will call my father. Now, when he came through them, can I ask you the next question? Where will you love them to give birth to you? We are discussing the mindset of God. Not as if he never knew. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He knew all things. You know, many of us pity ourselves. We pity our life. Because we don't understand and we don't have the right mindset. The right mindset. When I sit down and study the scripture, I say, ah, look at Jesus. Who is God? He knew everything, where the whole oil is, where the money is. All these families, he's aware. 
He knew the best hospitals in the whole world. But he decided that they would give back to me in a manger. I said, ha, this is a serious matter. Come, is this not a matter? Jesus decided they would give back to him in a manger. In a manger. With all the beautiful hospitals everywhere. The best of the doctors are there. He decided they will give that to me in a manger. I'll come from the poor family. A young lady growing and a carpenter. Whom everybody in the society knows is a carpenter. Walking on the street. And they gave back to him there. But did that change anything about him? Did he change anything about Christ? He never changed anything about him. He never changed his identity one day. But Jesus purposely did that. In order for me and you to learn from him. His mindset. His mindset. His mindset. His mindset. His mindset. Jesus wants us to learn his mindset. Like we've seen many of us today. We want to identify with the rich people. We want to identify with the people that the society know. We want to identify with so many people that, ah, when you hear their name, you say, yes, at least they will know I know somebody. But here is Jesus who never wanted to identify with such people. Here is Jesus who never wanted to identify with any place that the whole world knows. He chose to stay in a manger. And today, we have never stopped talking about that manger. We are still talking about the manger up to tomorrow. Today, we have never stopped talking about the parents. We are still talking about them up to tomorrow. How I wish that our mindset as children of God will change. How I wish that our mindset will change and be like that of Christ. Honestly, peace will be like a river. To flow like a river. All the things we struggle, kill ourselves so that people will know us. So that our level will change. All of those desires will die a natural death. It's not the mindset of Christ. It's not the mindset of Christ. It's a who being in the form of God. It's a taught it not robbery. To be equal with God. It's not robbery for him to say, I am God. If he's walking on the street. As he's walking, you know no policeman can guide him as the son of God. Who are supposed to be guiding Christ? Angels. It's angels that can guide him. As he's going, he'll just say, angels, disguise yourself so that nobody will see you. But as soon as anybody wants to mess me up, deal with them. <laughs> if he's walking like this. <laughs> and if anybody wants to say, they that are with us is greater than they that are with you. And the person will say, what is he saying? He saying, no, the things of God is in the spirit. But do you know, all of these privileges were available for Christ. But he never used them. Children of God, do you know this is where our problem lies? Do you know this is where our problem lies? We want to do what Jesus did. But we don't want to have his kind of mind that made the father to throw him there. And God said, it's important we study this very well and understand it 
Go to verse 7. What did verse 7 say? But made himself of no reputation. Can somebody say no reputation? Now the word reputation, what does it mean? What is the meaning of the word reputation? Prestige? Class? Recognition? Yeah. Reputation. Now, I want to ask us a question. How many of us can say I have made myself of no reputation? Be honest. I have made myself of no reputation. Even in your own family. In your family. I mean family. You have not even made yourself of no reputation among them. You still want them to recognize you. I am here. You recognize me. I am there die in this house. Somebody should recognize me. I am the man in charge. Christ know that every man have that ego in him. Every woman had the same ego in her. But look at Jesus that made himself of no reputation. He decided to say, yes, I know I am God. He always told them, I and my father, we are not as if he was ignorant. He wasn't ignorant one day. He knows me and my father, we are what? One. He that sent me is always with me. The Father has not left me alone. This is our problem. Our problem is a general problem for all of us. Our problem. He made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. Have you made yourself of no reputation? How do you react when you are not recognized? How do you react when they speak to us? How do we react? When we discover that it's like our position is being swapped, how do we react? How do we behave? You know, this thing is just like sickness. Even if you don't want to talk, you can be quiet, but something is telling you something inside you. Is it not true? I'm talking to somebody here. Is it not true? You can be quiet too. But something is still saying something. These people are taking me for a ride. We can be quiet. But something is saying something inside. Both in our families. Both in the church. Anywhere we found ourselves. There is still a problem. Among your siblings. If you stay with them. You will see that life is still there. It comes up. Whenever you see them say anything that you don't like or the thing that didn't favor you, you say, for what? But for Christ, he made himself of no reputation. We're talking about Christ's mindset. The mind of Christ that made Jesus, Jesus. I remember from the beginning, he said, let his mind be in us, in all of us. Every child of God needs to labor for such mindset. Every child of God ought to labor for such mindset. Now may I announce to us, do you know that's why God is afraid of us? 
That is why he's afraid of every one of us. If he's looking at us, in his house alone, he's behaving like this. Then when you make him become that man, ah! whether you're a pastor, whether you're anything, if this mindset is not in the man, God is afraid of you. Whether it's me, he's afraid of me. Say this one. Ah! We're afraid of you. You don't have his mindset. If you don't have his mindset, we can't walk with you. Let his mind be in you, which were found in Christ. Who is not robbery for him to be equal with God, but he decided on his own. No, go that direction. He chose to make himself of no reputation and took the form of a servant. Even for some of us, if you go for occasion and you know this occasion, they're supposed to recognize you and they did not recognize you, how do you behave? You won't talk, but something inside you is saying, okay, okay. And once they go there and tell somebody, hey, is he here? We didn't recognize him. And once they call your name, the way you get up and say, hey. <laughs> and we do hand like this. And that thing inside you will say, eh, hey, now, organism. And Jesus said, it's not my mindset. It's not my mindset. It's not my mindset. And we must see it, and we must accept it. We must say, yes, Lord, it's true. And we must labor to see that, ah, this mind of Christ, we get it. We get it so that our life can be what God wanted to be. Our life must be what God wanted to be. Do you know that's the reason why for struggle? Jesus never struggled for anything. Check the scripture. Not for one thing. He never prayed prayer two times. Once, God will answer. Once, God will answer. Once. Do you know why we pray midnight? We pray fasting, 21 days, 41 days, 51 days, 60 days, fasting, on top of fasting, and yet, we are not getting the result. There is a mindset we have that is fighting us. There is a mindset we have that is fighting us, that is making God afraid of us. It's not his mindset. He said, let this mind be in you. Let his mind be in you. He defined the mind that should be in us. Go to verse 5 again. You come back to that 7. I pray, I say, Lord, I need the mind, complete mind of Christ. No, nothing again. Mind, Jesus' mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Let this one, this one, this one, you know some of us have the mind of our pastor. Some have the mind of our parents. You know that? Some have the mind of their parents. Some have the mind of their pastor. Some have the mind of whatever book they are reading. But God said, what I am saying is that there is this one, this mind, this one. That's, he defined it and said, this is the mind that should be in you, crave for it. 
labor to allow that mind to be formed. If it's formed, everything works for you. God cannot fear that mind. He loved the mind with passion. <laughs> Before that mind pray, he will answer. He knows that this mind is correct mind. Do you know why we have mind that's killing people in the church today? It's not the mind of Christ. Christ does not kill people. He came to save people. It's not the mind of Christ. Listen, it's not a little matter we are discussing. It's a very serious and huge one. Until we labor for this mind to be formed, we'll still be struggling. I love fasting. But I've discovered with Christ, it's not in fasting. Fasting is good. Prayer is good. But it will make you to labor and labor without result. You get tired. But there is a mind that makes it work. The mind that made Jesus, he will lift up his eyes to heaven and say, Father, I know you hear me always. Do you know the father wasn't looking at his face? It's the mind he was looking at. God does not look at your face. He looks at your mind, your heart. It's your heart he's looking at. It's not what you're saying. He said, let his mind be in you, which was in Christ. Go to verse 7 again. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. That's another trouble. He made himself of no reputation. The next one, he took upon him the form of a prince, the form of a king, the form of the president, the form of the ruler, the form of a servant. God decided to come and become a servant. Know that he lost his senses. He didn't lose his senses. He knew, I am God. <laughs> I am God. Listen, when they were talking nonsense, he said, listen, before Abraham, I was. They say you, before your father Abraham existed, I have been there. And look at him. Choose to be a servant. I pray that this mind will form in all of us. I pray that this mind will form in all of us. That all these things we are doing like this. Doing like this. That it will just disappear. We will quickly come down. And Jesus said, and he took upon him the form of servant, a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. It was his choice if he decided again to change it. But he knew that if I change it, I will not be fulfilling the will of God. He knew. Jesus knew. Now, do you remember when Simon Peter took his knife? And caught the ear of one of the soldiers that came to arrest him. Do you remember? Do you remember what Jesus said to him? He said, listen, Oga, you are fighting for me. Who taught you that? Stop fighting for me. I have the power. If I decide now, 
I will say legion of angels appear. They will slaughter this one. So not you. I don't need your help. I don't need your help. I'm only doing the will of my father. I'm only doing the will of my father that is in heaven who sent me. As of then he has displayed that I have made myself to be a man. If Jesus did not have that mindset, me and you wouldn't have been saved. If you didn't have such mindset, you wouldn't have been saved. If Jesus was behaving like some of us, but look at his mindset. Look at the mindset of Christ. Look at the mindset of Christ. I want to beg us today. Christianity, why we have not seen the power as we ought to see it is what we are discussing. Why we have not seen things working as they ought to work is what we are discussing. This is the missing link. It's not shouting. It's not saying, lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Shout Jesus ten times and shout fire twenty times. Eh, eh. Eh, eh. It's not what we're talking here. It's not what we're talking here. It's not shouting Jesus ten times and fire twenty times. No, 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 no. It's not what will make it to work. What makes it to work is for us to labor to have the mind of Christ. For us to labor to have the mind of Jesus. When God says that I have the mind of Christ, look at what the Bible said. Hebrews 12, 2 to 4. It said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God on the throne of God. Jesus could see the glory. The joy that was set. Is it not a joy today that we are sitting down here? Is it Christ sitting on the throne of God watching people, watching people of every tribe, every tongue, every generation. They sit down talking about him. Is the mindset that made it happen. If Jesus never had such mindset, he wouldn't have entered into that glory. He despised the shame, the mockery. They are mocking him. Look at you that made yourself God. If you say you are God, or you have saved yourself, he was hung on the tree. They say if you say you are God, or you have saved yourself now. Look at this man. They spied on him. They tore his clothes into pieces. Yet he's God. He has all the power. He can call fire. Fire will roast them. He can bring angels. He will cut their heads off. Drop that. But he never used any of this. He stood fame and said, Father, is this your will? Then let it be done. He shrived himself purposely of that glory and honor. He kept moving to enter eternal glory. I tell you, if we can possess this mind, there is a glory for us. They curse us, they mock us, we can't enjoy it for one day. We are just being foolish. We are not getting it right. And God is asking us, what mindset do you have? If you have the kind of Christ mind, you would have accepted it with joy. And keep pressing on for the glory ahead of you. And keep pressing on for the glory ahead of you. 
First John. Can we see First John and see the same mindset of Christ? So we saw the mindset of Christ in Hebrews. Where Jesus, the Son of God, despised all the shame and the reproaches that brought his way, he looked at the glory, the joy that was set ahead of him, and he said, oh, I press on for this joy. There is a joy set ahead of me. I tell you, there is a joy set ahead of us. When we allow this mindset, we allow this mindset, this mind that was found in Christ, 4 John chapter 3, verse 16, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our own lives for the brethren. This is another mindset of Christ, laying down his life. Jesus ought to lay down his life. He laid down his life for the world. And the Bible child said we also ought to do what? Lay down our life for other brethren. We ought to lay down our own lives for other brethren. And what are we saying today? Do we lay it down? How many of us can say I'm laying down my life for other brethren? I'm laying it down for other brethren. In the body of Christ, that's where war is now. Battle. You see where they are fighting. Brethren fighting against their fellow brethren. Fighting. Fighting for position. Fighting for members. Fighting for money. Fighting for all manner. There's nothing they are not fighting for. Fighting for everything. And here is Christ. Whose mindset is to lay down his own life. We saw the disciples of Christ. They laid down their own lives. For the gospel of Christ. How many brethren are laying down? How many of us are laying down life? Even your own brother. That mother and father give birth to the two of you. And what is the Lord saying to us? How can we have such mindset? That is not of Christ. And we expect God to help us. When God knew. If I put 20 million into his hand now. He will use it to start fighting his brother. That is when jealousy will arise. He will say, hey, they thought I will not make it. I have made it. They thought I will not make it. I have made it. Is that why God gave you the money? They thought I will not make it. I have made it now. You know, let them see. Nobody comes to this house. So. God is okay. You see his mindset? You see his mindset? His mindset is not the mindset of Christ. It's not the mindset of Christ. There's no one who have Christ's mindset that God will not walk with. You can't have the mindset of Christ without God lifting you, for sure. Do you know Old Testament people even have the mindset of Christ more than this generation? Look at Joseph. Is that not the mindset of Christ he displayed? When his brother sold him, his brother sold him. If it's today, he will go there and say, okay, now I'm in charge. And Joseph, when he saw them, oh, he was touched. He still called them and revealed to them. He said, I'm your brother, Joseph. They were afraid. He said, don't fear. It is God that arranged the whole thing. It is for your good. It is for my good. It's for everybody's good. Relax. 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 Today, what do we see? What mindset do we have? 
What mindset do we have? In the body of Christ, this mindset that can't forgive. Even when you say you are forgiven, you can't forget it. You can't forget it. You still always remember. And Christ is asking, who gave them this kind of mindset? Why do they have this kind of mindset? Who taught them that? Why I say it in my commandment, let this mind be in you, which you are found in Christ. This is the mind that is approved, that is labor for it to be in you. This is the mind you should allow for it to be formed in you. Let this mind be in you. So we saw another mindset of Christ, the mind of love, who laid down his life for the sake of others. And he charged us. He said, you ought to lay down your own life even for others. Are we saying amen? Romans chapter 5 verse 7 to 8. We look at another mindset of Christ. We are looking at the mindset of Jesus. He said for scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Verses 8. And look at Jesus. Who died for sinners. But God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. That is the mindset of Jesus. While we are yet sinners. The Bible says a righteous man may, might want to die. But not for a sinner. But look at Jesus mindset. Who have a different kind of mindset. He died for sinners. The Bible said, as we are yet what? Sinners. That was when Christ said, let me die for them. Let me die for them. Let me die for them. That's the mindset of Christ. What mindset do you have? Even for the one that is helping you, when he has problem, you run. Is it the one that is not helping you, you will stand for? But here is Christ. They told him, no, do you know what you are trying to do? Or say, I know. He's an armed robber. I will die for him. They said, do you know he's a dangerous fornicator? He has left the husband and go and sleep that. I know. I will die for her. Ha! They said, Jesus, I will die for her. We are talking about the mindset of Jesus Christ. The mindset of Christ. If we don't have that mindset, we cannot function. If we don't have that mindset, we cannot get the best from God. If we don't have that mindset, our prayers will not be answered. If we don't have that mindset, we'll be struggling to get things work. If we don't have that mindset, our peace will not be complete. If we don't have that mindset, we cannot see the miracle. We are begging for miracle today. But the miracle is all around, is all around us. God said it takes such mindset. When it gives you power for the miracle, won't you select the place you go and do the miracle? But look at Jesus. Look at Jesus who laid down his life for sinners. The worst sinner. The worst sinner. The worst sinner. He did not condemn the person. He said, I will die for them. The same people that killed him, he died to save them. He died to save them. 
Let his mind be in you. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17. Let his mind be formed in you. Wherefore in all things. It behoved him to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. In things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Look at Christ. Look at Christ. He's there to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. He's there to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And that's why God raised us and said, go with the same mindset. Go and reconcile the world. I give you a ministry of reconciliation. Go and reconcile the world back to me. That is the mindset of Christ. The mindset of Christ is to see the world reconciled back to their God. The mindset of Christ is to see that every man return to Christ. Not to cheat them. Not their pocket returning to Christ while their soul is held by the devil. Not their pocket returning to Christ. Their soul is held by the devil. Not their gift returning to Christ. Their soul is held by the devil. Come on. Understand what we're talking about here. So Christ's mindset is to reconcile. Christ's mindset is to reconcile. To reconcile. He shed his blood that we be reconciled back to God. He shed his blood. He suffered. He was humiliated. They kicked him. They slapped him. They tore his clothes into pieces. He wants to reconcile us. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed the mockery of men. Ordinary men beating God. And he enjoyed it. In order that to be reconciled back to God. And today he rejoices. There are men. I didn't see Jesus face to face then. But today I am ready to die for him. And I know you are ready to die also for me. I will say in a man here. Look at Luke chapter 23 verse 24. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 27 to 29. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. For they knew not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Can you imagine that? Look at Jesus' mindset. A man whom God, they were beating him. Hitting him, blowing him, seeing no man against him. He was still at the cross where they knelt him. He was saying, forgive them, for they know not what they... What is the mindset they gave to us today in the church? Is it not kill them? That's the people God said you should go and save. It's because you don't have his mindset again. His mindset has gone. If it's still the mindset of Christ... The same Jesus that they hung on the tree. And he said with pains. The Bible said they beat him to the extent you can't recognize him again. They disfigured him. You're not reading the Bible. The Bible said they disfigured him. The Bible said the whole tone entered his head. So the whole thing pierced inside his head and entered there. Blood was gushing out. Blood was gushing out. The Bible said they beat him beyond recognition. 
that if you see him, you will not recognize it, Jesus. You beat somebody beyond recognition. And the person was still hung on the tree. He still have a mind that said, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. And which one do we have today? Our own is roast them. Roast. Roast them. Your pastor will jump out and say, that woman in your compound, I don't want you to live. Let her die now in the name of Jesus. You will jump up. Amen. Instead of you to say, God forgive my pastor. He don't know what he's doing. How many times have you prayed for that person and said, God save this soul? How many times have you ever said, Lord, remove this veil blocking this person's eye? He don't know what he's doing. How many times they have brainwashed you and said there's a woman in the village that's pursuing you? How many times have you said, Lord, these are your people that you created? The enemy have decided to turn their heart against you. But Lord, I pray, forgive them. Touch their heart. Remove the veil. Cause them to repent. Let them encounter Jesus. Won't it be a thing of joy when you see that person repent like Apostle Paul? Have you ever seen where a witchcraft repent? Have you seen any one of them testify? I have seen them. They will tell you that, ah, this devil wanted to kill him or her. Because they don't know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing, no. It's the devil that blinds them. Do you know why we pray that prayer? Now, let me reveal to you why we pray that prayer. We are also afraid that we are not in good times with God. We are afraid that God cannot even protect us. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall always abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When we stay in the secret place of the Most High, will we be afraid? They won't do us anything. The Bible said, anyone that curses you, what will God do? Is it not God that said, I will curse the person? Is it not true? I, I leave God to curse the person. Leave God to curse the person. God said, you are the apple of my word. If truly you are the apple of God's eye, he can't watch them, blind him. God said in his word, vengeance is what? It's mine. So the Lord. So allow the Lord to deal with them by himself. Can somebody say amen? So finally, we take that scripture, we go. First Corinthians chapter 1 verses 27. Hallelujah. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confirm the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confirm the things which are mighty. Verse 28. And base things of the world and things which are despised had God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to nerve things that are. 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That is the mindset of Christ. What kind of people do you want to identify with? What kind of people do you choose? Jesus never chose the high class man. You see Jesus, he never chose the high class man. He chose the weak. 
He chose the poor. He chose those ones that nobody regards. Which one do we choose? As we sit here, if they present people for you now, maybe they present governor, they present this person, who do you choose? But for Christ, he chose the weak. 27. And God had chosen the foolish things of the world. Do you see the mindset of Christ? The foolish things are the things we don't want. We don't see any good thing in them. God said, let me have the onions. Give me the onions. It's you that I choose. You are my choice. We don't like, we like the educated. The lawyers, the doctors, engineers, architects, professors, lecturers. These are the people who want. But God said, I choose the foolish things. I choose the foolish things of the world to confirm the wise. I choose the weak things of the world to confirm the things that are mighty. Go to 28. The base things. Those things that everybody don't need. They are the ones I do what I choose. That's the mindset of Christ. And do you know he has used these base things, the foolish things, to turn the world around. He turned the world upside down. Look at the apostles. The Bible said they looked at them and discovered that this one didn't go to secular school. But they have been with who? With Christ Jesus. They have been with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. Ah, will we have this mindset? Will we have this mindset? And one day God confronted me. Do you know what he told me? He said, my son, do you want to get it? He said, choose the best things. Choose the foolish things. Choose those things which nobody wants to identify with. Ah, may I announce to you, enough of these things. Receive the mind of Christ. Receive the mind of Christ. There are so many things you have despised, but they are the blessing for you. There are so many things you have marched on, but God said, if you have not despised these, that would have been your lifting. There are so many things you have turned your back to. And you are pursuing the ones you think they are anything. Eventually they failed you. And they will keep failing. Because God didn't choose them. They are not God's choice. Will you receive the mindset of Christ? Will you receive Christ's mindset tonight? Will you pray and say, God, I receive the mindset. All these things we claim, we know this person, we know that person. There are so many base things and foolish things that will identify with today. Tomorrow, the whole world will hear about it. But they are the ones that Christ chose. Stop despising them. Stop despising anybody. Don't do pasha. Don't make some people to be big and some small. Eh -eh. Those ones that people don't want, bring them in. Keep them. Keep them food. Give them accommodation. Take them to school. That is the mindset of Christ. It's the mindset of Christ. Don't kick people out. Don't say it doesn't have anything. It's not the mindset of Jesus. Can we bow our heads up?
Can you talk to the Lord now? Edika Jesus. Edika Jesus. Ariyambo. Ariyambo. Kamodikaya. Kamodikaya. Where is she? Tenandwa. Where is she? Nebube. Ariyambo. Ariyambo. I know you are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Sudhi 23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-6022-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.